It's hard to create time and space for yourself. This podcast includes five strategies to really make time for you, not only to create space for thought and planning, but also momentum. Plus, I'll share some personal stories of my solo trips, as well as women that have attended the overnight retreat Together We Seek. Welcome to Career Strategies for Women That Work with me, JJ DiGeronimo. In each podcast, I design the format to share insights, tools, and inspiration for you to gain the momentum you need to catapult in the direction you desire. With this, you can find show notes in the description. Let's get started. So I had full intention today to talk about practicing polluters and how you sidestep them, how you recognize them, and how do you even know if you are one. But today I have been flooded with information about solo trips. This obviously must be on the mind of many of you that have been locked down for quite some time of how to find ways to invest in yourself, how to fill your bucket, how to create space for what is next for you. So today's topic is, drum roll please, solo trips. Now this is not something that I personally thought of. Not much in my 20s or 30s. I had a plethora of people to do things with. But I think as I got older, I didn't really realize how much I needed more alone time. And I think so many of us just keep doing. We keep working through our to-do list, giving to our family, our friends, our neighbors, our community. And oftentimes we don't create space for us to fill our bucket. And one of the ways that I learned to do this is to take solo trips. Now, you don't necessarily have to get on a plane or take a bus or plan for months and months and months. In fact, this summer, my solo trip was just three hours away. I left at seven in the morning. I drove to the Serpent Mounds in Southern Ohio. I never even knew of the Serpent Mounds. In fact, a friend told me a few days earlier about this land mass that was created back with the Native Americans and that it had all of this great energy. And so I reached out to a few people on Facebook in the area that knew more about the Serpent Mounds and were involved in the energy work in Southern Ohio. And a few days later, I was in my car driving there. And I took just 10 hours. I drove to the Serpent Mounts. I visited myself. And then I hooked up with a very delightful, inspirational woman that shared really specific tribal rituals with me. And then we visited a couple natural springs and I headed back home. So for some of you who are thinking, this is not for me or how would I do this, or I don't have time for this, stay tuned. I have five steps you need to think about as you plan ways to invest in yourself. So let's jump in. My 40th birthday was when I took my first solo trip. I needed something to get out of my schedule. I was having a lot of internal desire to do something else with my career, even though I was right where I wanted to be, or so I thought. So I scheduled a solo trip to Sedona by myself for four days. This was not something that I had planned to do, but I felt like I really needed to create some space. 
because I was having a major internal war between my mind, my ego, and my heart. And I felt like I needed to go somewhere where I could meet with some light workers, take some individual hikes, eat some dinners by myself. I really needed the space to make some life decisions. Now, not all solo trips are to really overcome these big life shifts. Sometimes a solo trip is just to get some time by yourself. And gosh, do we need that now more than ever. I feel like so many women are so depleted and we often don't take the time we need. Sure, we get our hair done or we might get our nails done or maybe we go to the mall or take a walk or even go to a friend's birthday party. But this is like really dedicated time where you bring things that you want to do and you create the space to do it. You get yourself away from meals and cleaning up and taking care of things because oftentimes we need that. We need to fuel ourselves before we can really create momentum based on where we want to have impact next. So the five questions to think about as you're thinking about a potential solo trip, and as I mentioned, this could be a few hours or it could be a few days or even a week. It really is up to you. It really is your gift to yourself. So five things to think about. First, what inspires you? Do you love flowers? Do you love adventure? Are you into theater? What inspires you? Another solo trip I took in 2018 was to New York City, and I attended Mindfulness 2.0, which I'll include in the show notes, but I went by myself. It was a three-day conference on why mindfulness is so important to busy people, and it was fabulous. I was at the conference all day, and then I picked awesome restaurants to go to at night by myself. Sometimes I sat at tables and sometimes I sat at bars. But for you, just really thinking about what inspires you, what would you get excited about? Number two, what could you do? Because for some of us, we might not have the childcare or the means for big trips, but we could take a day trip after our children get on the bus, or if we're taking care of elders and family members, maybe we can get someone to take over for us and we can jet out for a few hours to maybe go to the botanical gardens or even the water, maybe even make a picnic for yourself. Three, how much planning do you really need? Is this something you can put together in a few hours or do you need time to investigate and research the variety of things you could do based on your interests? Number four, block off time. Set a date in your calendar and plan to go that day. Yes, things are going to come up. Yes, appointments are going to happen. But what I have found is that you really do have to dedicate time to yourself. In fact, on my trip up to Sedona, I took conference calls. I even sent out documents from parking lots on my way up to Sedona. But when I got to Sedona for three days, I shut down my computer. Now, this was not easy. We had a product launch going on, but I let people know days in advance that I was going to be gone and that I followed up on all the deliverables. And even when I delivered items, I said, please note, I'm going to be out of the office with limited cell service for the next three days. It was such a gift to myself. Just... Flying there and driving to Sedona was enough. I probably could have turned around and come right back home, but I had already scheduled several meetings uh, through Soul Adventures in Sedona, and I'm happy to share the details on that. 
with you if you're interested, but I had already set up time to meet with various energy workers so that I could get more clarity on where I was in my life and what I wanted to do next. Because many of you know, I had over two decades in tech, but I really was being pulled to inspire and write and speak so I could help more women unlock their potential. And I wasn't sure what to do with all this energy because I was on my career path. I was had my sights on a vice president role and I could see it in sight. And for me, it was really difficult to make this decision to jump over to my own business and I needed that space and time to do so. So what do you need space and time for? What inspires you? What could you do? And how much planning do you need? And then, of course, setting that date on your schedule is absolutely important. And if you can, hold that date strong to you, investing in you. And this could just be going to a coffee shop you love, a record store, maybe even making booking a massage for yourself. Something that you spend time investing in you out of the ordinary, different than what you usually do. Now, as you're thinking about this, you very well may be thinking, are you crazy? I can't do that. I don't have the funds or the time. Or what will people think of me? Or would my spouse approve? Or I can't imagine what my mother would say. Whatever those fears are for you, know you're not alone. We all have fears when we're stretching in new ways, even when we're investing in ourselves. Many of us feel like we're not worth it. And so we don't feel like we deserve it or that we should be doing it. But I really believe you need it. I really believe, and as I mentioned before, I wasn't even going to share this podcast episode, but I feel like so many of the women I've been talking to need to schedule time to have that dedicated space for them to think about where they are, what they want to do next, and how they're going to make that happen. And I think solo trips, whether it's a few hours or a few days, can give you the space for you to breathe and really start to document where do you want to take your energy and your momentum. Now, as you're thinking of these five questions, think about what you could do this week. What can you do this week beyond scheduling a date, beyond documenting your fears and beyond identifying what inspires you? Can you research something? Can you connect with a friend to discuss it? Can you make a little pack with yourself and say, you know what? I am going to do this. I am going to take this time for myself and I'm going to do something I love, something that's going to fill my bucket. So DM me, be sure to keep me posted, even tag me on Instagram by using the hashtag solo trip. A huge thank you to today's referral sponsor, Audiogram. I use Audiogram for every podcast as I convert my audio into engaging social posts, not only for LinkedIn, but also Instagram. So if you have some audio files you're looking to repurpose, I encourage you to check out Audiogram. I have a link in the show notes and highly recommend it. Now, some of you may be over the moon excited to plan your solo adventure, which I call solo trips. Whether it's three hours or three days, it really doesn't matter. It's about taking steps to invest in you in new ways so that you can cultivate the energy and momentum you desire to create 
a pathway for where you want to have impact next. Now, I do need to mention that in scheduling my solo trip, this was not as easy as it may have sound. In fact, it took me a few weeks to present the idea to my husband. I felt guilty asking for time away. Also felt guilty about using our family money to invest in something that I felt like I really needed to get clarity, not only on my soul, but on my work and where I wanted to take the direction of my career for the next decade. So if you are thinking, this sounds great, JJ, but there's no way I can do this. Not only do I feel incredibly guilty, I too need to ask for permission or I don't feel like I really deserve this right now. I can understand what you're saying. It's hard to prioritize yourself. It's difficult to believe you deserve it. But I can assure you that moving down the same path consistently often requires you to shake up the bottle a little, move things around, change your perspective. And one of the ways that I do this is taking a solo trip. And I know I'm not alone. I started my retreats about three years ago, Together We Seek, and many of the women that attended the first few retreats shared with me that they had never taken a trip without their spouse or their children, and that coming together with like women overnight was a huge step for them. So know that this might not be something that comes easily to you, and you may just want to start by going to a dinner by yourself or even going to the movies or maybe going to a bookstore and reading your favorite book for an hour. Wherever you need to start, I'm encouraging you to do that this month. Find a way to step out where you're picking yourself. You're picking and prioritizing you, your energy, your mission, your goals. Because honestly, if you can't prioritize self-love and investing in yourself, it's very rare that anyone else is going to do this for you. So for all of you out there that weren't sure what this was going to be about, hopefully you're feeling a bit inspired to say, what do I want to do? How can I spend my time? And how do I do it in a way that fills me from the inside out. One of my favorite things that happened this week is a dear friend of mine, Jing, which I've only known a short time, attended my last retreat pre-pandemic. She actually was encouraged to attend by Kathy Posner, who was my resume coach back in 2008. Kathy was one of those women that attended the overnight retreat and shared, you know, I've never done this for myself. She was one of the first people to sign up for my first retreat, and she has not missed a retreat yet. She's been at every single one, and she's brought some really amazing women with her. And we get together overnight, and there's just so much bonding that happens with these women. But this week, Jing won an amazing competition to invest in her business, The Other Brown Girl. It was so fabulous to see all the women supporting her, but I recognized that many of the women in the comment section were women that also met Jing at the retreat. And for me, it was so 
empowering to see that when women come together outside of their schedule to support, learn, and experience together, the bond that is created is undeniable. And that just starting off doing things for yourself and then leading yourself down a path of potentially going to retreats or meeting up with women in new ways can really give you the energy and momentum you need to make your goals a reality. So I'm so excited to see what all of you do over the next few months. Please hashtag solo trip. And if you want, feel free to tag me because I love seeing all of you get excited about the life you're creating. And as I mentioned before, it doesn't have to be a big thing. Just start going to dinner by yourself once a quarter or going to the coffee shop or the local bookstore, whatever it is for you, and then building the confidence and momentum so that you can step out in bigger ways. And I hope that you'll share with all of us the things that you choose to do so that we can add some of these things to our wish list as well. Thank you for joining me and I look forward to connecting again next time.